I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, big NFL day this tomorrow and uh, Sunday. Ryan Hogue knows he's playing the NFL. He knows all about this. And he's actually helping host uh, a get-together where you can ask Ryan questions and, and, and tap in uh, to some of the insight that is the NFL. Ryan, thank you for joining us. What do you got cooking on Sunday? Well, Mike, always a pleasure, always a pleasure. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a diehard Bucks fan, and which we've talked about in yeah. the past because I followed Tom Brady because, you know, Moss and I were such good friends when he was with the Vikings, so wherever he went, I followed his career. And uh, I got a pretty sweet opportunity on Sunday uh, there's a, a new company called Millions.co, and uh, what they do, they, they teamed with the NFL Alumni uh, Association, and they created this platform for professional athletes like myself, kind of like a one-stop shop. I, I consider it like a cameo on steroids. Uh-huh. So it, it's this uh, platform that allows us to do um, watch parties. Um, it allows us to you know sell merchandise. And uh, it, it's and it have personal videos. It's it's pretty sweet. And uh, they reached out to me and asked if I would be willing to host uh, a watch party. And uh, essentially, think about what the ESPN has done with the Peyton brothers, or the Manning brothers. Sorry. And, oh, while uh, the game goes on, kind of thing. Yep. So I'm just going to be interacting with the fans. Uh, they'll be able to see me. I won't be able to see them. They'll type in questions, and I'll just be commentating on what I'm seeing and uh, utilizing some of my broadcast background from the NFL uh, workshop that I did uh, a couple years ago. Sure. So I'm really excited, and then the best part about it, it's free. So so, I, so you, a watch party where you'll be there in live in person, or is this virtual for a, a, a bunch of you know, satellite parties, so to speak? Great question. Yeah, it's, uh, it is not in person. It's, it's all virtual, so the outreach can be whoever, I see. Uh, wherever. And, uh, yeah, you just... Uh, I have uh, you know a link that's uh, attached to my Facebook and my Instagram and stuff. It's it, or you can just go to millions.co and uh, and find it there and just go to watch parties. Uh, there's other professional athletes that'll be live streaming as well and commentating and things like that. But it's just a, a way to engage the fans in a different way, engage my friends in a different way, and you know all NFL players really have a PhD in football and we don't oftentimes if we don't go into coaching we don't get to utilize it um because when we're watching it uh with our friends we just kind of just watch it and try not to be annoying by saying oh look at this this is a great opportunity for me to be like okay well you know not only 
do I know football, but I know the Buccaneers because I've watched them every single game the last two years. So I really know kind of the ins and outs and what to expect against the Rams. What, what did Moss ever tell you about playing with Brady? What makes him special from a receiver standpoint? Well, you know, um, uh, Brady, so I, I, got to, I got the chance to play with Rich Gannon the year after he won the, the NFL MVP. Yep. And the thing about the, those types of players, right, that are MVP-level players, they hold you to such a standard that it's, it becomes an expectation, and everybody rallies around that. And a guy like Moss that holds himself to that same standard, that standard of excellence, I mean, it was a match made in heaven. I mean, they, they legitimately just lifted the best out of each other. I mean, obviously, Moss had the best uh, best season of all time in terms of 22 touchdowns in, uh, what was that, 2007 or 2008? Hmm. And, uh, 22 touchdowns, you know, wow, <laughs> for a receiver. Right. That's, that's unheard of. And, I mean, they go 16-0. and 0, And, you know, so when you, when you have a guy that really – I remember uh, just recently, LaShawn McCoy talked about it. He's no longer uh, in football, but last year he was with the, the Buccaneers at the middle of the season and the end of the season won a Super Bowl. And he said, he said, as long as we knew we had number 12 on the other sideline, like it lifts everybody in the organization from the people feeding meals to the, the cleaning crew, to the coaches, to the practice squad players, like everybody knew, like as long as we had him on our going for us, like, we have a chance. And, you know, if you put a, a special talent, like the best there's ever been, like Moss, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's a reason that they had the season they did. Well, do you think that um, would Moss raise himself more for Brady because he understood Brady than he would other quarterbacks, so to speak? Do you, do you think that he, he listened more because it was Brady as opposed you know, Sometimes if, you're, if you know you're the best player on the field, then what you say goes. And in this case, you may be deferring because the best, you know, the, the best player or the most vocal or the person that everybody's going to listen to is Brady. Yeah, well, Moss, Moss really thrived in uh, settings that had these, you know, this, this certain level of expectation of excellence. And when there was a little, you know, loosey-goosey, like Moss would not strive, you know, wouldn't maybe uh, go to the level he, he could. And, you know, the fact that Belichick had been there, Belichick had been there for so many years and been to, you know, Super Bowls before him, and the Patriots organization was a dynasty in the making, like, that is just, you know, right for a guy like Moss to come in and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not only going to, uh, you know, fall in line, but I'm going to add to this piece. Whereas, you know, when he goes to the Raiders right before that, when the Vikings trade him to the Raiders for Napoleon Harris, um, you know, it was, it was a just, and I can speak because I was drafted by the Raiders, it was a dysfunctional organization. And yeah. they always, they, they, they pride themselves on leading the league in penalties. They legitimately talked about being, the most penalized team, they were fine with that. Being the most hated team in the NFL, they 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 love that, and and that you know, for anybody that's just a diehard competitor that just wants to just wants to win, like like Moss and like myself, like that just doesn't jive. Like that, I don't care about that aspect of it. It's not. This isn't hockey where we want to have the biggest bruiser and best fighter on the team. Like we want to legitimately find ways to win, and you know, from a cerebral level. Moss was so far above really any receiver I played with, and, and Brady the same way, Belichick the same way. They're just above and beyond their respective positions or or coaching situations, uh, and it just that's why it worked. Do you um, does Jim Har- Harbaugh work in Oakland to, or Las Vegas to you? Uh, 
So Harbaugh was my quarterback coach at, when I was with the Raiders. He and was? He was great. And I actually... Harbaugh was an assistant there at that time, huh? Yeah, he was the quarterback coach there. And then he obviously went to San Diego. Yeah, you know, before Diego, before he started his journey, huh? And I actually, I actually sat down with him when I was at Stanford. Uh, I was doing a soccer camp. And I, I went in there and sat down with him. And I actually kicked the tires on potentially doing a grad assistant uh, at and getting my master's at Stanford in education. I was still playing football at the time, so I wasn't ready to give up the dream. But, uh, you know, for Jim to not really know me as well, you know, I was only there a short amount of time, but he entertained me and gave me all the love in the world. So wherever he's gone, you know, I'm a loyalist. I I gave, you know, I, I, I root for him. And I've become a Michigan fan because he's there. Do I do I see him going to Los Angeles? I think he's going to end up staying in, in Michigan, personally. Now, you know, if I had the choice between NFL and college, I mean, the recruiting is such a beast that I would probably stay in the NFL. And, you know, the money's going to be phenomenal anywhere if you're Harbaugh name. But I think he probably has a little chip on his shoulder because of the way, you know, he kind of got a bad rap. I mean, if you look at his record, it's unbelievable in the NFL. I mean, he went to, what, three straight, his first three years, he was three straight NFC championships, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if anybody's going to turn around that organization – it's uh, it's going to be Harbaugh, but um, you know, again, I feel like he's he's got a good thing going, and um, so it it would be hard pressed if he does leave for the NFL. It's going to be the Ravens, though. Okay, so can you stay on with us for a quick break? I want to ask who the Vikings should hire. Yep. Okay, Ryan Hogue is our guest. When we come back. I'll ask him who the Vikings should hire as their head coach. Stay with us. Ryan Hogue is our guest, former NFL wide receiver. Ryan. Um, Todd Bowles interviewed today. Raheem Morris interviewed today. Uh, they were expected to, and they did, for the head coaching job for the Minnesota Vikings. Based on the names you've heard so far, who do you like and why? Well, you know, no, I, I don't. He, I don't hear anybody really that I love. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a big big fan of Brian Flores. I thought he got a short end of the deal in Miami, and I think he would make a phenomenal head coach. With the Vikings, um, you know, I think I think a guy like Nathaniel Hackett, you know, he, he's kind of a, a you know a popular you know. But what people don't realize is where was he before Green Bay? He was the offensive coordinator for Jacksonville Jaguars. Have they ever had a good offense? No, he was there for what three years. And right, Aaron Rodgers can make a lot of offensive coordinators look good and get jobs. You look at Raheem Morris. Terrible as a head coach. Todd Bowles, awful when he was with the Jets. And I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big Bucks fan. They have a great defense. He's a good defensive coordinator. Kind of like Scott Linehan was a phenomenal offensive coordinator for me with the Vikings. He was a terrible head coach, and everybody knew that. He was a brilliant offensive mind. Some guys are just not meant to be head coaches. Dan Quinn had, was not good with Atlanta. Yeah, he went to one Super Bowl, but he had a lot of time had a lot of losing seasons, and then you get a guy like Lane Kiffin that people throw around, and it's just like, what are we doing here? No. Yeah, I, I, and I, by the way, I don't think anybody inside the Vikings is throwing Lane Kiffin around. I think that comes from, you know, <laughs> uh, he's such an easy, he's such an easy person. You know, anytime a job comes open, he's one of those guys, whether it's a major college or an NFL job, because he's got experience in both. It's just like an automatic that somebody's going to bring him up, you know? Right. Well, I mean, Heck, it's you grew so up not hard. far from him. It's really hard to be an NFL head coach. People got to realize that. Look at, I mean, Nick Saban's a pretty good coach. 
Yeah, he, he couldn't do exactly it. Have much success with the with the Dolphins ended what one point eight years or something? It didn't even last two years. Yeah. Did you think Zimmer wore out his welcome, or did you think that uh, they just didn't have enough personnel to get you where you need to go? No, it was time. It was time. Zimmer is a phenomenal coach. Phenomenal coach. People will speak about him again. He's a great defensive coach. The problem is your court, your coach has to be in line with your quarterback. And from day one, people in the organization, I heard from sources that it just he did not he did not feel comfortable about Kirk Cousins. He was too much of this nice guy, and uh, he just was not a Zimmer type guy. And then there was a disconnect between him and Spielman, and I think they made the right choice with Spielman going. Um, Thank goodness they kept Rob Brzezinski because he's probably the best numbers guy in the NFL right up there with uh, what they're doing down in, in Tampa Bay. But, uh, you know, so, it you know, it, like like they say, for a job about every eight years or so, it's, it's probably time, six to eight years, it's probably time to do something different. Zimmer's going to have success as a D coordinator next year somewhere. You know, Spielman might, you know, have success as a GM somewhere else, but uh, it was time for them to go with the Vikings. Uh, I really hope Brian Flores gets a shot and uh, because I know he'd do a heck of a job. Do you um, do you have a favorite for the GM and, and, and how does that person have to conduct themselves? You know, like I said, I, I think it's probably one of the easier GM jobs to come into because you have a roster that is loaded with talent. You have a, a numbers guy in Brzezinski that's phenomenal and probably the best in the business. And you have uh, ownership group in the Wilfs that are, you know, super patient, just good people. Like, you know, I, I was under the regime of Red McCombs, and then, you know, to see the difference between the, how he ran it and the Wilfs, it was night and day. It was like, whatever you guys need, we're here for you, we support you. Whereas McCombs, you could tell it was very business and very salesy, like, I am in this to make money and nothing more. And, uh, Man, and did he. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he made a lot of money, and he got out. And, um, but you know, I, I don't know, like personally, like any of the, the GM options that they're, they're throwing around. Um, I kind of am tr- intrigued by the Cleveland guy, Quasey or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if yep. you his name. I think I'm, I'm intrigued by him, but it's not like that organization is, you know, thriving. No. Um, so, you know, but how much is that his doing and, and others? I, I don't know. Uh, l- l- I let me la- ask you one last question along those lines. Yep. You bring in a guy, generally speaking, they come from a successful organization, right? And, and Cleveland is stretching in a little bit there. You know, last year they had a good year, obviously. This year they beat the Vikings. But for some reason, they're, they're Cleveland crazy out of the Vikings, you know. And of us, because Stefanski, you know, is helping these guys or what. But you sit down a coach, an assistant coach, and he had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Or he had Tom Brady as his quarterback. Or he had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. How do you cut through the chase and figure out if they had anything to do with the success of the organization, or are you are you just the product of a great quarterback? Yeah, I mean the same could be said with a guy like Sidney Rice, who who had his breakout year with Favre. Right, Favre can make a lot of yes, exactly, and then he goes to Seattle, gets a big contract, and that's the last word of Sidney Rice. Yeah, you never heard of him, right? You never heard of him again. He got his what sixty million and, and went to Seattle, and then. He was, you know, and granted, he was injured you know, and stuff. But to your point, and to an extent, Percy Harvin, the same thing with Favre. But what questions would you ask to try to figure out? Did this guy have an impact in the organization, or was he just there in title? And anybody could have, you know, he, he's just reaping the rewards of, of of something he has no control over. Well, I think I would do a couple of things. The first question I would ask is what's 
one, what's the biggest mistake you've made in your current, in your current role? And how did you rectify it? Right. I, I would see if, if they're super introspective of like, Oh, we're not going to talk about all my accolades because that's easy. And that's all for the ink and the papers. But I want you to tell me what you did wrong. And then I would ask like, you know, what is something that you feel like as an organization here with the Vikings that we do well? And what are three things that you might, you know, fix? What are the first three things that you were going to, you're going to work on. And uh, from those like five bullet points, I feel like then you start to see like the guys that are really, you know, digging in and understanding like, Oh, here's what Minnesota is all about. And, Oh, it's uh, you know, it's got an amazing fan base and amazing like legends community and through Tracy McDonald and things like that. But, it you know all of that is combined. You're an ambassador as that GM of you know a state that is just of the Midwest that's all buzzing for Minnesota Vikings. And if they don't understand that part of it, right, then um, I I are you know I'm already moving on to the next because I'm like, well, they haven't done their homework. All right, one more time, the party on Sunday. How do you access it? Yep, uh, you go to million co so it's like millions.com but it's without the m millions.co and then you go to uh, watch parties and you click on ryan hogue and uh you'll just need to fill out your email address and that'll get you in and you can come and go it starts at two o'clock is the the game for the bucks and the rams and uh yeah we'll be doing trivia we'll be doing a lot of fun different things and uh I can show you my merch. I have uh, Mr. Irrelevant shirt that I think uh, awesome. might be a, a fan favorite for some people, and I'll get you one, Mike. Don't worry. And, uh, <laughs> Free yeah, charge, it's right? Gonna, it's going to be sweet. That's a really that, awesome that's platform. XL, by the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think you're more of a medium guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. But hey, I appreciate it, Ryan, and have fun on Sunday. All right. Hey, Mike. Always a pleasure. Anytime. You bet. Thank you, Ryan Hogue. Nice enough to join us. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.